I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio on a Friday. Hope you're having a great one. And we're going to get right to it because we got a lot of ground to cover with one of my favorite human beings, uh, Dave DeRocher from the Other Side Academy. Dave, how are you today? I'm great, Boyd. Uh, oh, how are you? Doing really well on a Friday. Uh, I know you are uh, off and traveling, uh, doing lots of good work as as always. And I uh, just wanted to get uh, a couple of things. So one, I, I want you to just share with our listeners who may not be familiar, uh, first with just a, a quick hit of your story, uh, and then how your work with the Other Side Academy uh, is really helping to make a difference for a lot of folks in a in a big way. Sure. So in my story is is a, a drug addict for well over 25 years, just a hardcore drug addict that's con- you know, whose life completely spiraled out of control, uh, starting with, you know, alcohol, then pot, of course, and then cocaine and then methamphetamine. And not long after using methamphetamine, I started getting arrested and going to prison. Uh, I had done a two-year prison term, got out for a couple of months, did a five-year prison term, got out for a couple of months, did a six-year prison term, got out for four months, then a 10-year prison term. So it was prison term after prison term after prison term, and obviously prison wasn't helping me because it wasn't designed to. It was designed to house me, but drugs, you know, and the behaviors were the issue that weren't being addressed while I was incarcerated. So, of course, after the fourth prison term, I got busted again and was looking at 22 years, which essentially would have been the rest of my life. I wrote an organization called Delancey Street. They interviewed me. They accepted me. And it took a long time to convince the courts and the judge to give me the opportunity to go. And finally, the judge that had my case uh, before his bench acquiesced and gave me the opportunity. And he suspended a 22-year prison sentence over my head, Mm. allowing me to go to Delancey Street, thinking, of course, that I would split or get kicked out. And then he could lock me up for the rest of my life. So I went to Delancey Street, stayed for eight and a half years, completely turned my life around, and then got the opportunity through a very serendipitous chain of events to come out to Utah uh, and meet with Tim Stay and Joseph Grenny, our founder and CEO, and got the opportunity to start the Other Side Academy, which by and large is a replication of Delancey Street. We are a two-year minimum uh, re-education facility. Our average student's been arrested 25 times, so it's the long-term drug addict coupled with the criminal behavior. And we're free. If we interview you and we accept you, we charge you nothing. We take no money from the city, the county, the federal government, uh, mommy and daddy, Medicaid, nothing. If you get through a robust interview and we accept you, you start with us and you can stay as long as you need to. That really is the the key. You don't have to leave on day 30, 60 or 90 because we don't need the bed space for funding. And you don't have to leave it two years. You leave when you've completely experienced whole person change and you're ready to reintegrate back into the community and become a productive member. So, you know, my story kind of led me to Delancey Street and then to just a, you know, a God shot gave me the opportunity to come to Utah and start the Other Side Academy with my team. And now we have 84 students in Salt Lake City and we've opened up site two in Denver and we have six brand new students and we're saving lives at no cost to the taxpayer whatsoever. 
And again, you know, when you think about it, our average student's been arrested over 25 times and been to countless uh, short-term 30, 60, 90-day models, and it wasn't working for this population. Wow. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, Dave DeRocher on the line from the Other Side Academy. And uh, if you just missed his story, uh, pick this up on the uh, podcast later on today uh, because it, it's so extraordinary. And, and Dave, if you can drill down for us just a little bit, there's, there's just some things that just always strike me that I think our listeners need to understand, and that is that our prison system, we always talk about uh, criminal justice reform, uh, but our prisons are really designed uh, to make people better criminals as opposed to be better people. Uh, go through some of the skills process, because as you said, this is a skill development uh, process that you're doing. How does, how does that kind of approach uh, make the Other Side Academy work? Well, you know, programs don't change people. Delancey Street didn't change me. The Other Side Academy doesn't change people. It's about communities. Communities change people. And when you go to jail or you go to prison, you're around a bunch of liars and cheats and thieves and manipulators and hedonistic, self-centered people, violent people, and you learn those skills. They're not unteaching you those things when you go to jail and prison. I don't care what classroom you're sitting in, getting, you know, classroomed by some teacher telling you what you're doing is wrong. You have to practice doing the right thing. So when you come to the Other Side Academy, it is completely peer-driven. There is no doctors, no counselors, no therapists. It's people just like you who have already been through the process who are teaching you how to do it. The skills that are important is you learn to tell the truth. You learn to be accountable. You learn to have integrity. And you do that over time because change is, is difficult and it takes time. We're not a model that's teaching people that, you know, that drugs are bad for you and, you know, talking about all the triggers and relapse prevention. We're talking about behaviors, and those are skills. You have to learn to tell the truth just like you learn not to. You have to learn to be accountable just like you learn not to. So if you take this population and you put them in an environment that is going to hold them accountable every minute of every day until it starts to sink in and you start to recalibrate your moral compass, people start to change. You can't do that in jail and you can't do that in prison. I don't care what they're telling people. You can't be a, you can't be 200% accountable in prison. You can't be accountable to yourself. You know, no one's going to tell on themselves when they're doing something wrong in prison. Right. And you certainly aren't going to tell on somebody else. So if you think you're going to change people in prison when they're living on a yard where if they pass information or tell on another inmate, which is the accountability piece that you can't teach in there, uh, you're gravely mistaken. Mm. Wow. You have to put this population in an environment that's conducive to change, that's conducive to accountability. Let's talk for a minute about, uh, you mentioned the fact that you don't accept any uh, funding or you don't need any funding from the, the city, the county, the state, or the federal government. Uh, tell us about some of the things that you do to both fund the organization. So again, you're not taking money from anyone. It's not, there's no charge to the students. And I love that you call them mm -hmm. students. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then the skills that are developed in that process. You know, let's, let's look at a 30, 60 or 90 day model on day 30, the counselor comes and tells you that you have to leave, you know, Dave, it's time for you to go. It's day 30, but I'm not ready. doesn't matter. You have to leave. It's day 30, but I'm going to go out and use again. I'm, I'm not ready. It doesn't matter. We need the bed space for funding. These models are built around a funding model rather than a helping model. You can't change in 30, 60, or 90 days. So at the Other Side Academy, we're very long. 
we intentionally aren't going to take any money from the government, the city or the county or the state, because we don't want them to dictate how long somebody stays, because it's different for everyone. So we have our own social enterprises, our moving company. We do about 250 to 275 moves a month. That's a vocational training school. The students are learning to be movers, estimators, drivers, crew bosses. They run every aspect of that that organization. And we're the number one rated moving company in the state of Utah. We have a thrift store that generates a, a, a lot of money that's also a, a vocational training school. So these two are in the lion's share. Then we have construction, food service, corporate development, and a few others that give the students the opportunity to learn the skills they need to reintegrate back into the community without charging anybody anything and not costing the, the taxpayer a thin dime. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And if, if you've never experienced a move from the Other Side Academy, everybody should have to experience that. And if you're thinking of moving, these are the guys to do it. And, uh, and Dave, I, I know that's not always an easy sell because uh, you guys are selling your services in the moving company as well. Uh, how do you do that? You know, word of mouth, when we started, we did a lot of advertising and we moved uh, a lot of you know, we moved Doug Wright. That was one of the first supporters of for the Other Side Academy. Yeah. We moved the police station, Salt Lake City Police. We did that move pro bono. It was their commitment to us that they were going to welcome us in the community, and it was our commitment to them. And we've done another move for the police since then, pro bono again. But word of mouth has really been the thing. If you go online and look up the Other Side Movers, there are hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews, possibly thousands now. There's just a lot of five-star reviews talking about the experience. Because really, today, if you hired a moving company, odds are, who are you going to get? Yeah. <laughs> Probably our population before they've changed. Before, before they've, they've come. Yeah, that's right. Before they've changed, exactly. Because most people don't aspire to be a mover. They fall into that position by default because moving companies will hire this population before they've changed. Because that's who works there in, mo- in most cases. So with us, we are extremely, extremely accountable on the moving company. If there's ever any damage, we nick a wall, we do damage, we will not leave that job site until the customers know and we've arranged to either fix it ourselves or have somebody else do it, which is why we have all of the five-star reviews because of our accountability. Our students are polite. They're on time every single time. They're running back and forth from the, from the, uh, uh, from the house to the truck extremely, extremely courteous and very, very caring with the, with the clients. Again, the reason why all the five-star reviews. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Dave DeRosier from the Other Side Academy, I know you are on a uh, full schedule uh, as you continue to, to travel about as the Other Side Academy is not only thriving here in Salt Lake City, uh, you've opened up a, uh, a facility in Denver, and I know you've got a lot more work to do, uh, but we appreciate you joining us on Inside Sources today and for all you do to help people get out of that crazy system uh, and get the skills they need uh, to really move forward in a positive way. As you said, Dave, communities change people. Thanks for all your work. Thank you, Boyd. Appreciate it. All right. That's Dave DeRosier from the Other Side Academy. Uh, and they it is extraordinary uh, to watch them take on a move. People who used to uh, take your TV out the window and go sell it on eBay, uh, doing it with uh, the utmost care is really something to see. All right, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. Look at the fallout from Texas and Ohio. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. 
and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.